Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, we're all in take five. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook em up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Welcome up, and we're hooking you up with a great conversation. Five hours this Monday, five hours a day, five days a week here on Hook Em Up. It's Austin's only morning sports conversation. Best for sure as we get you cranking, talking Longhorn Volleyball. Yes, sir. Light the tower. Yeah, like that. Beautiful Light thing. The- so it was lit on Sunday. Yeah, it was lit last night. Lit last Saw some night. great pictures of it. Yeah, Beautiful nice. evening. And, uh, oh, man. Light the tower. Congrats to uh, Texas Volleyball bringing home the Natty, the national championship. Back to back. So, do- so dominant that the head coach of Nebraska went petty. Went petty. Come on, man. Come hey, on, man. You know what? If I got beat, if I, somebody broke the brooms out on me, I probably would be a sore loser, too. I'm not going to lie. That's... Yeah, you were like 33-1. and one. You were the prohibitive favorite. And you got skunked. Th- there's, there's, there's a bit of a, ri- there's a rivalry between Nebraska volleyball and Texas volleyball. There is. Yeah, so um, that's, that's like losing to a big-time rival, man. That's That hurts. Ouch. Getting slapped around by your big-time rival. I get it. Also, coming up bottom of the hour, we'll be at the turn. So we'll uh, get you a little golf. Uh, Tiger Woods and his son Charlie did not win the PNC championship, but they had a moment or two. They had a family moment. We'll tell you who won the uh, the father son event. Daughter was catting for him. Yeah, that was cool. That team, was team cool. Woods. Yeah, I team, saw that. Team Tiger. That, that was pretty. They like to have a good time though. They do. They're cracking some inside jokes, having a good time. It was cool. That's a cool event, and uh, that is a great event. It's good for golf. I mean, it shows the uh, the generational sport that it is and uh, game that it is. Tiger Woods. So we'll get to that coming up bottom of the hour. Rod will take us behind the burn orange curtain again this hour, talking Texas football. We are exactly two weeks. You know, we're one week to Christmas. Next Monday will be the big day, so make sure you get your, your shopping done and all the things yeah. done. Uh, but uh, two, one week from there will be the national championship game, New Year's night up there in New Orleans. We're going to have live coverage. We'll tell you all about that, uh, where that's going to be and how that's going to work. We will have. Uh, I'm going to be heading over there, Rod, uh, to New Orleans for live coverage on uh, the day of our Monday pregame from New Orleans and, of course, uh, the day after. I'll be coming to you live from New Orleans uh, with the five-hour uh, post-game show essentially that Tuesday morning and obviously then we'll know in you know two weeks in a day Rod or two weeks that night we'll know if the Longhorns have another game to get oh, ready for. Oh man. If I we feel- have a month to get ready for this one we'll have yeah. a few days to get ready for whoever the national championship game is if they're able to win in two weeks. Okay so strangely enough my wife uh, she went to University of Montana. Uh, Montana just beat what uh, North Dakota. It was a good game, wasn't it? It was a, good, it was a great game. It went to overtime, great game. Uh, they, just, they just beat it was North Dakota State, I believe. Yes. Uh, so they're headed to the championship, FCS championship, which is in Frisco, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, wifey wants to go. Ooh. She wants to go to that one. And then, I, then, uh, they, then obviously Texas plays Washington. And I want to say if, if they – obviously, you know, that's in semifinal. But if they make it to the championship game, which I think we're all hoping they do, um, I'm going to try to make it to both of those games because wifey wants to go to the championship game down there to see her alma mater, University of Montana. you got to be at both. And I, yeah, I was like, I, I'm not going to miss a national championship game for Texas, especially no in H-Town where I'm from. No way. That's crazy. 
And right I got, I got babysitters there and everything, man. We good. So I don't know. We're going to we got to I don't know. We're going to divide and conquer on this thing. I'd like to go to to their uh, national title game too, and Tiffany Goddard's, but with a new baby, I don't know if we can do both like that. So my th- she might be able to do one, then I can take care of the baby and go down H Town, leave her with family, and then I can go down there and enjoy the festivities. So we'll see. But both of our teams make the national title in the same year. We had a baby, dude. That baby's good mojo. That baby is definitely good mojo then. What's the, what are the odds? Well, actually, pretty and, good. And, the University of Montana is pretty good. And you would, <laughs> <in football. laughs> you, you would call it the, uh, the, the 2023 because the, the championship would happen in 2024. It would happen in 2024, but still, that would be the, the season. It would be the 2023 oh, season. Oh, that's a year, Rod. That's a few months, baby. Baby. Born just before the Texas OU game. Come on mm-hmm. now. So I, I, I got to try to – guys, I got to try to make that because I'm, I'm keeping up. You know, I'm keeping my good mojo going, so, and I'm making plans for Houston. I'm, I'm slowly making my plans. Just like uh, Ty's betting on – I think he bet on Texas to win the national title. I am going to think positive, and I'm also going to let my actions reflect that. So I'm making plans, all right, for H-Town. Got family telling them, hey, man, we got this going on. Might need to stay here. Got the baby coming. So – Hopefully, I have a big problem and a conundrum to have to figure oh, out, which is going to d- d- Frisco for the national title for the FCS and to go to H-Town for the national title game for the FBS. That's a pretty that's pretty damn good problem to have, though. It would it be, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I got even, a couple of friends, It doesn't even feel though. real for me at this point still. I still I'm waking up every day. And, uh, and, and somebody said, Roger, smiling. your wife's a grizz. She is Grizz. Go Grizz. Go Grizz. Go Grizz. Go Grizz. That's, uh, that's, yeah, so our FCS team is the Grizz. We, we watch the Grizz as much as possible. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I think Danny Davis actually went to University of Montana. Oh, from the Statesman. The Statesman. Yeah, I believe he did too. So oh, cool. He might be down there as well. I might hit him up and see if he's going to be down there. And that, that this week? Uh, no, it'll be – they skipped two weeks. Oh. they skipped the holiday season, then they skipped the New Year's. Oh, they don't want to compete. They don't want to compete with them. So, oh. they don't go – So, they, the Texas game will be first. Well, I'm not – that's a great question. I gotta go see. Yeah, I know we'll it's. I know it's. Day. I know it's back to back. Because obviously, if Texas back wins back. in two weeks, they'd play in three weeks. Yes. against the winner of the Michigan Alabama yes. game. So yeah, so that's that's one life when she was figuring out. She was like, "Oh man, when Texas plays, we got to go to both." And I was like, "Oh, I didn't think about that." So we got well, we got to figure that out. Frisco to the Houston. You can just do the triangle. Up well, to Frisco yeah. down to Houston. Well, and the plane. I mean, it's like I think I think the plane ticket is like fifty, sixty bucks. Like it's pretty. Yeah, you can do it. You can do that. It's cheaper than gas. Yeah, you got <laughs> you got to be there. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, we also will talk uh, more about that and our plan. I want to thank our friends at Hay City Store and taste on Maine. My buddy oh, Travis yeah. Tyndall and Tamara, they're going to be helping us with our, our as our travel partner to that event next week. And uh, hopefully, if they're playing in Houston, we'll, we'll help hey. us with that as well because that'll be easy. I can stay at my mom's house. I can go. I can go. I was <laughs> saying, Houston is so much easier for me than New Orleans because I just got family there. Yeah, I, got I just give the babies to, to mom. My mom be like, I'll take that baby. Uh, so, yeah, we good on H-Town. We good. Yeah. Uh, but we will Come have on. live coverage. Come we will on. have, uh, you know, all the, the pregame festivities, oh. postgame fun, and everything, however it sorts out uh. in in two weeks, and so we're certainly counting down the days. In oh, Longhorns taking over New Orleans on New Year? New Year. That's going to be wild, man. Yeah. I, I'm i a little, I'm jealous. Not a little, I'm jealous. Yeah, we were there in 2018 when they beat Georgia, and that was wild enough. Uh, oh, that was just a bowl game. That was just a sugar yeah, yeah, bowl. Yeah, this is going to be next CFP, level, man. CFP, New yeah. Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be going to be quite the trip. But uh, looking forward to it. I know a lot of Longhorn fans are excited to head over there and be oh, a part of that Pac-12. as well. Longhorn fans, I know I ain't even going to the game because they can't get tickets. they just going. That's me. they just can't going. It's, it's like, I'm just going to be there. Yeah. I, you t- I, thought, I thought you had a ticket. Uh, you have a ticket? Well, my girlfriend's dad, she's from New Orleans, and her parents oh, still man. live there. So I'm, I'm waiting on a – I'm waiting on – that's my hookup. I'm, and I also might just be call. staying at her parents' house by myself because hey, they're we'll out of town. The, uh, so. <laughs> 
We'll get the latest on that transfer portal coming up, including the Longhorns adding a bid piece. We'll talk about that coming up in top stories. Also, there are some rumors where Malik Murphy might be looking to go, and it's Ooh. not a name you probably thought of right off the top of your okay. head. It's kind of like uh, we'll get it in the transfer portal updates from the weekend. We'll go at the turn at the bottom of the hour. Right now, let's get to the trending topics, top stories on a Monday morning. Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring them to you. We'll start with the Longhorns. That's right, Texas Volleyball champions again. Second consecutive year that they have brought home the national championship. Red coach Jared Elliott, they finished the back-to-back run with an exclamation point yesterday. Beat top-ranked Nebraska three sets to none. It was really not competitive after the first set. Longhorns won that 25-22 and then rolled from there. Uh, it was the national TV audience on ABC where the Longhorns finished off the top-ranked team in the country. How about that uh, run for Texas? After winning that epic five-set match at Tennessee, with Tennessee in the round of 16, to advance, Longhorns rolled past the top three teams in the country. Um, number three, Stanford. Number two, Wisconsin. Then number one, Nebraska, to clinch the program's fifth national championship in their second in a row. Third-ranked Texas football teams, we say, will continue their quest for a national championship two weeks from today when they face Washington in the Sugar Bowl. On New Year's Day, New Year's evening in New Orleans, head coach Steve Sarkeesian's horns began bowl practice this past Saturday. They also received a major commitment from one of their top transfer portal targets. Former Houston wide receiver Matthew Golden announced his intention to transfer to Texas. He says he's coming home. The six-foot, 190-pound Klein Kane product caught 76 passes, nearly 1,000 yards, and 13 touchdowns in two years with the Cougars. Also a dynamic punt and kick returner as well. Texas also hosted a large group of high school prospects this weekend ahead of the early signing window, which opens on Wednesday. We'll have updates on those visits coming up this morning here on Hook'em Up as well. Also, good weekend for Texas men's basketball. To Rodney Terry's Longhorns posted their most impressive non-conference win so far this year. They beat LSU 96-85 at Toyota Center in Houston. Uh, they improved to 8-2. Big story there was the return of big man Dylan DeSue. Uh, playing in his first game since last year's NCAA tournament. Uh, the Pflugerville product scored 17 points, dished out five assists. Max Aismas led the Longhorns with 20 points. In the NFL Week 15, good news for the Dallas Cowboys. They clinched a playoff berth before the game even began in Buffalo yesterday. Bad news, they had to play a game, and they didn't play well. They got hammered by the Bills. Uh, 31-10. Josh Allen threw for just 94 yards, but the Bills as a team ran the ball for 266 yards. Their second-year running back, James Cook, ran for 179 of those and a score. And Cowboys will now watch Monday night matchup, Monday night's game here with Philadelphia. They'll face the Seahawks in Seattle tonight. Eagles maybe without their starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts, in that game. He's listed as questionable because of an illness. Also on the NFL, how about the gritty clutch win for the injury-ravaged Houston Texans yesterday? They fell behind 13 to nothing in Tennessee, but rallied back behind backup quarterback, actually third-string quarterback, Case Keenum, to force overtime. And then they beat the Titans on a 54-yard field goal from Kaimi Fairbairn. As time expired, they win at 19-16. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a ho-ho-ho. Bring anything on Foster Village's Amazon wish list on our Facebook page and get up to 20% off your rental or purchase. Topgun.net, we'll shoot you straight. Uh, we haven't talked about the Matthew Golden commitment via the transfer portal yet uh that broke this weekend Matthew it didn't Golden. take long did it made a visit and no it did I'm not in. at all <laughs> yeah I mean that was no drama in it really we uh, I think he shut down the recruitment yep never so left the sales pitch must have been awesome I think the sales pitch was pretty easy because it came from Sark and came from Jeff Banks you're talking about the, the obviously the head coach and play caller so it came from the offensive side and also came from the special teams um because first of all let's talk about Matthew Golden as a returner because he's one of the best returners in the country. He had two kickoff returns for touchdowns last season. Only, um, I think he had oh, averaged over 35 yards per kickoff return last season. In his career, he's averaging over 31 yards per kickoff return. I believe Keenan Robinson is, is around 20, 24, 25 yards, which is really good. 
but it shows you how much more explosive Matthew Golden is in the kick return game. He actually is an upgrade over Keelan Robinson, and that's that is not an insult at all to Keelan Robinson because he is phenomenal as a kickoff returner. That's just how good Matthew Golden is. I think you actually take it to another level there. So he's going to immediately help you as a kickoff returner. In terms of the, as a receiver, I do think, and we've talked about the circle of trust for Sark receivers, right? He's got a really tight rotation of receivers, three or four guys. Ask Jay Witt. Hell, Jay Witt didn't really uh, crack the, uh, really the target share, if you will, of that circle of trust until later on this season. All right, now he's starting to get targets, but Sark keeps his circle of trust. Receivers, he was pr- pretty much about three or four guys this year is X-Man, A.D. Mitchell, uh, Jay Witt, and we've seen Jontae Cook recently get more and more reps um, because I think he has cracked the circle of trust already. So next year we can assume safely that he's going to be in that group. Jontae Cook's going to be one guy. Um, and then there are about three other spots that are going to be open because uh, Target's going to be available because you got your top three receivers that are leaving with Jay Witt, X-Men, and A.D. Mitchell. And we don't know. They could end up getting another receiver in the transfer portal. But I think Matthew Golden is going to crack the circle of trust. I think he will be in your top three or four uh, wide receiver rotation. And I think he has dynamic, explosive uh, athleticism. That's why he's great as a returner. Get the ball in his hands. He's a dangerous ball carrier. And that's why I think he'll end up as sort of a muse for Sark. He'll inspire Sark to come up with creative ways, like Keelan Robinson does, by the way. Keelan Robinson hadn't really cracked the rotation of running backs until Jonathan Brooks got hurt and they dealt with injuries at running back. Um, but what does Sark do? Because he's so dynamic in the return game and you know that he's such a, an explosive impact player in space, Sark schemes up ways to get Keelan Robinson in space. Specific packages, specific personnel groupings just to get Keelan Robinson with three, scheming him up a play where he has three or four yards in space and he's matched up one-on-one or defender in space and he's got to beat one guy. And Matthew Golden has a very similar skill set. Now he's at wide receiver instead of running back, but I do I do think if he if he fails or if he succeeds in cracking that receiver rotation, either way, Sark will find creative, innovative ways to maximize and weaponize his skill set. Um, and that's why I think it's going to be great. Targets to motion. Matthew Golden is going to be fantastic with targets to motion, which is when you target a player who was in motion at the time of the snap or before the snap. He's great at those, and Sark loves that concept, getting fast, speedy receivers, the ball on the move. His, Xavier Worthy is faster than Matthew Golden, there's no question. But Matthew Golden might be twitchier, and meaning yeah, stop-and-start ability when I watch than the film, Xavier Worthy. Rod, it feels like he's, he's a cross between his, the two guys you're talking about, Xavier Worthy. But kind of a cross between Xavier and, and Keelan Robinson. If Keelan Robinson were just a receiver, yeah, yeah. with the hands, right, mm-hmm. and the, the ball yep. skills that you see from Golden, that's what you. Yeah, he doesn't. He can't outrun Xavier Worthy, but no. very few can. Exactly. But the game breaking ability is there from him. Then you Agreed. know, we saw him. All you got to do is go back and watch the Texas game. He had some big plays in that game. Yeah, two touchdowns. Yeah, two seven tu- receptions, eight eight yards. Yeah, he's a good player. And uh, now the big question for Texas is: Remember, midnight last night into this morning. It, the recruiting window for high school recruiting went dark, dark period. Mm-hmm. Longhorns had the final weekend with two key guys they're trying to, to flip before Wednesday. Wednesday is National Signing Day. We'll, of course, have full coverage starting at 6 a.m. right here on Hook'em Up and then all day here on the Horn. But Xavier Philsamy, the McKinney mm-hmm. five-star safety, was here this weekend. Yep. Uh, put on the Texas gear, a lot in the Texas camp that feel like there's a real good chance he flips And because the Longhorns got the final visit. Because now Billy Napier in Florida, and any, they can't – legally contact him uh it goes dark for these next couple of days uh so and the other one is ty anthony smith um no one's real sure he's an a he's an a&m commitment he's from jasper mm-hmm. 
he was here uh, this weekend, I believe. And um, we'll see. But the other, the next one, so Phil Simi's a big one between now and Wednesday. The other name to watch for is Andrew Makuba, right? Because yep. uh, if Matthew Golden was the number one target on offense, I got to think Andrew Makuba is the number one target on defense where the yeah. Longhorns are completely rebuilding their, much like their wide receiver core, they're going to rebuild their secondary next yeah. year. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, uh, you know, from what I'm hearing, uh, Makuba is, because he can play safety and play nickel, uh, but uh, they want him as a nickel because I think they're a little concerned about Jade Barron leaving yep. and replacing that nickel, which is such a, I mean, it is a very versatile uh, position. Like, you, your skill set has to be so expansive. You have to do so much, so many different roles. you got to blitz, got to be a force-run defender got to you know play man to man on the slot which is the toughest thing to do uh, in terms of being a, a coverage defender with a two way go uh, you may have to take on offensive linemen you have to take on tight ends bigger guys in the run game uh just and play zone i mean it's just i think you got to be a 5 2 db there and although the young guys Jalen Gilbo and Austin Jordan have shown promise um, you don't want to go into the next season without an insurance policy there and I think McCoo would be – he walks in as a starter at nickel. He almost feels like, to me, the, the defensive version of A.D. Mitchell last year. Like when A.D. Mitchell yeah, committed, you're like, you're like, wow, that's a really good player. They already have X-Man and Jay Witt. Three-year starter three at years. Clemson. Yeah. At Clemson, not just Clemson. some play- – yeah. Clemson. <laughs> yeah, Clemson's fallen on some hard times, but they still play some pretty, pretty wicked yeah. defense. Yeah. And he was a freshman All-American. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a walk in impact player. He'll stabilize your secondary immediately. Kind of like we thought Jalen Catalan could be from Arkansas, but we knew his injury history, and yeah. it, this was continues to be his problem. He yeah. can't stay healthy. Andrew Makuba has not had that issue, uh, but yeah, that's that would be big. And then we know they're they're after Trey Moore, the edge from UTSA. Um, that, that visited Texas last weekend. So we'll keep an eye on those. Prosper Juice Wells, the receiver from. Uh, yeah, that, from Southern Cal- I would say the Cal- Juice South Wells Carolina. buzz has died down a bit, and I'm not sure what. What's the cause of that? Not not saying that Texas isn't interested, but in terms of people who follow the buzz like you and I do, um, the buzz has died down a little bit there. Because uh, I expected after Deion Burks committed to Oklahoma, and that makes sense of why the Matthew Golden, uh, yeah. <laughs> right, priority, uh, why he was such a priority in a transfer portal, because that's when Burks was off the board. There you go. There, As we've discussed, I think Juice Wells is a different type of receiver, much different than a Matthew Golden or a Deion Burks. Um, I just wonder why – it just I, I haven't heard I much about visiting and heard hadn't heard much about anything with Juice Wells in Texas. Yeah, I think well, what I've been told is that they they're trying to get him on campus. I mean, because okay. they feel like if they can get a kid on campus, they got a good chance. Yeah. But that hadn't happened yet, right? He hasn't taken a visit, and uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But those are the names, and obviously, won't be anything. We don't expect much to break between now and Wednesday. But if it does, we'll get it for you right here as uh, the recruiting intel and the portal. Madness, but really it's about practice now, Rod. Now they're practicing. Now yep. they're, they're trying to get ready for this bowl game and starting to drill down on that. So uh, we'll get the very latest uh, as it happens. And uh, we know that over the weekend, you know, Duncanville won a state title. Colin Simmons won another MVP uh, for Duncanville. I, I mean, I say this again, but Duncanville you know, and DeSoto are the best two teams in the, country, in the state, obviously. Yep. Uh, same district in South Dallas because DeSoto won one one division of 6A, Duncanville won the other. But Colin Simmons in his high school career, Rod, this is a different dude. He won two MVPs of state championship games at the highest level of Texas football. He also won a, a state basketball championship at Duncanville. This guy is – Next level. And, and in the state championship game in their win on Saturday, Rod, against North Shore, eight tackles, three sacks, forced to fumble. And, again, just looked like he just jumped off the screen. Yet. Like, God, look at that guy. Uh, he did the same thing as a junior, so mm-hmm. that's another. That, that's one of the fourteen early enrollees for the Longhorns that you got to see this weekend. So that was that was pretty cool. A lot of football. 
and uh, what was it? The, the kid, but Alex January, he's on the same D line. Alex January, his dad played at Texas. Yeah, he's on the same D line, and he's six <laughs> five, three twenty. Yeah, he was good. That, I mean, that's a. I, I feel bad for high school offensive lines that they got to deal with both of those guys on the same D line. That's crazy. Well, <laughs> it's just it's madness, man. It really well, is. Well, remember when we were up in Dallas at Texas OU? And Jerry Hamilton was with us from On Three Sports, and he told us about a kid at DeSoto who's like massive, like he's like the biggest high school kid I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Well, now there's video of it. You saw him at DeSoto I, I this saw weekend. Him. Yeah. He's just, manhandling, just manhandling people. Yeah. Little he, boys. He, yeah. He's uh, that. That is a special type of alien right there. Well, that he, he apparently I think he's six eight is what they're saying. Yeah, six eight three sixty. But apparently, uh, he favors Texas right now in his recruitment. He's only a junior. I mean, it's like these. Um, but I just remember Jerry going, "You got to see this kid. This kid's unbelievable." Yeah, I don't even know how big he is. Yeah, I got to see him move. I got when somebody tells me somebody that size, I got I got to see him move a little bit. And he moves pretty good, but that is to me that size. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the, that's the next target. <laughs> Talk about big humans. Uh, yeah, that's him. Uh, all right, Rod. So that's uh, the high school and the recruiting buzz from the weekend. Congrats to the Texas volleyball team. They're your national champions back-to-back years. Uh, we'll get back into that. By the way, that young guy's name is Byron Washington. And uh, the, the photo that we, we talked about that one has gone viral because everyone's like, oh, my gosh, the, everything is bigger in Texas. He's 6'8", 380, Rod. 380. 6'8", 380. Yeah. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on Byron Washington. Hey, so um, also, Rod, the, um, the NFL, the, we're talking about buzz dying off. The buzz of Dak Prescott's MVP run is – it's, while it lasted. it's done. It's over. I did, I did see this stat. You know, it's, no MVP has ever lost a game in their final four games of the year by 15 or more points. Yeah. Like I said, it, it, no MVP has ever had that happen. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't erase that from your memory if you're an MVP voter. It's too close to the end. Watching Dak, you know, basically underwhelm in that game. And, not, and that's the whole point about MVP, right? Because always give your team a chance to win a game. Even if you don't win it, your play is supposed to give your team a shot. That couldn't do that. Well, that was the Cowboys. It's not problem. all his fault, but nobody. It was did. A, it was a wholesale fail for the Cowboys. The, the coaching was. was poor. Didn't feel like they were prepared. Even Mike McCarthy said afterwards, "We, you know, I don't know what's going on on the road." Dan Quinn's defense got shredded. Shredded. Come on. Uh, you know, a two hundred and sixty. I mean, I know Jonathan Hankins is big to their run defense, but you can't give up two sixty-five. I mean, golly, <laughs> not even make Josh Allen do anything because Josh Allen will give you the ball if you force him to make some plays. He didn't have to throw it. No, nope, seven times, seven completions. He threw for under 100. I mean, he didn't have 100 yards. So yeah. that was – I mean, it's, it's the – I think it's the fewest yards he's thrown for since his fifth start in his rookie year. So that's a fail. Um, you know, so the coaching fail, preparation team, Zet Dak offense, defense. And then even Mike McCarthy, Rod, you know, there was a – while well, the game was still a game, there was a Stephon Diggs fumble that he didn't throw the challenge flag on, that that drive ended up as a touchdown early. Um, you know, it, it, and then I would say this: when the game was decided, and we kind of all knew what was happening when it was thirty-one to three or thirty-one to ten, starters were still in, and, that, and Zach Martin hurt his calf. They thought it was a knee injury. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. Uh, he's now questionable for this week's game with Miami. The, the good news is for Zach Martin, it's not a knee; it's a calf. But either way, keep an eye on uh, Zach Martin, your best offensive lineman, as they look for a bounce-back game. And this will be the first time where the Cowboys have to have a bounce-back game where they're going back on the road to play a really good team. They haven't had that this year. You know, the bounce-back game after the Niners, they got to come home. Uh, and, and, you know, the bounce-back game after the Cardinals, they got to come back home. This one is a bounce-back back on the road against a division-leading Miami Dolphins team who's really good. Is Jonathan Hankins going to play? 
Uh, we'll have to get an update on that coming up. I need to know. Yeah, because Raheem Mostert could go off. Yeah, I was about to say, if not, Miami's going to run the rock. Devon, uh, 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 yeah. a, a chain, a chain, the uh, the great running back, young, potentially great young running back out of A and M. Yeah, and I'd say this for the Texans win, which was a gritty culture win that they came nice from one. behind. Uh, Grod, I mean, even to the end, <laughs> in overtime, this thing is looking like it's going to end up a tie. The Oilers and Texans are going to tie. The Oilers like, and the Texans are going to tie. The irony. The irony, and. So Devin Singletary rips off a 37-yard touchdown run. It's going to be a walk-off touchdown. Holding call. Penalty. Calls it back. I'm like, oh, no. Heartbreaking. And it took you out of field goal range. Mm -hmm. And then you had to get a five-yard run from Singletary on third down. Clock's running down. And can I just give some credit? I said Case Keenum's forever a hero for leading the the Texans against the Titans in those uniforms. Yep. For getting that win. Um Kaimi Fairbairn, 54-yard field goal. First game back. First game back from his injury. Mm-hmm. Give him some love, too. Bro. Yeah, man. First game back and came in. It was clutch, too, for the Texans. That was, like I said, that was that was probably the most surprising win. Not probably. It was of the season for the Texans. Especially when they fell behind 13 after the pick six, and it was 13 to nothing. Yeah, and they were down six starters in the game. I expect, I was like, yeah, I'm expecting to lose. That wasn't – I remember thinking to myself when they were down double digits, yeah, I mean – what did, what do we expect to, from a backup quarterback? Actually, third string. Your third string Because Davis Mills was the backup, but that was a hell of a, a move by D'Amico Ryan to decide to go with Case Keenum because it turned out to be the right move. Well, and now it's like the Cowboys have a huge game with Miami where they'll look to bounce back. It's huge for both teams. Cowboys or the Texans play the Browns, and that's a huge game for both teams. It's in Houston. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco against – we'll see. Can C.J. Stroud get through the concussion protocol? I think he'll be right. He'll be available. And yeah. if he is, maybe Nico Collins comes back too. Mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz was back in big yesterday for Houston. Him and Noah Brown were yeah, huge. But thank God for that Dallas Cowboys connection. Yes. Because if not for Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz, they lose that game. That's 100% yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rod will take us behind the burn orange curtain. But coming up, we'll be at the turn. We'll get you the highlights from Tiger Woods and his son Charlie Tiger, in the Tiger, PNC Tiger, Tiger Championship. Woods, That's coming next. Hook him up. I'm all right. Nobody but about me. Why you got to give me a fight? Can't you just let it be? The Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's Day. It always is a good day to make it a Callahan's Day. Keep your yard golf course condition in golf course condition year-round with our friends at Callahan's, all the other great stuff there, too. Rod, you have big dogs. They have a great selection oh, yeah. of pet food at Callahan's. It's, oh, uh, nice. Uh, Charlie has always told me they, they source their, their, their pet food, especially for big dogs. From uh, local area, the local area. So they're especially if you have dogs with allergies. It's a oh. great spot to get the the highest level <laughs> dog food. That's where you Ty's get your right? Yeah, my one of my dogs. Uh, well, one of my roommates, his dog has he's allergic to chicken. So we can't have any dog food in the house that has chicken in it, or he loses all of his hair. So we go to Callahan's and we get a nice mix wow. of uh, some lamb lamb dog food. Yeah, they've got uh, exactly what you need. Especially you breed dogs or just have big dogs. Uh, great stuff there at Callahan's. That's how it is in all the departments, everything. That's why the you know, the yard stuff, the, the conventional and organic fertilizers and the people to help you apply them properly. It's just it's such a great place for, for everything. And your last-minute Christmas shopping, they've got great stuff there too and uh, everything you need. Callahan's General Store, they bring us uh, at the turn. We're halfway through our five-hour Monday conversation, Rod. Uh, we've got uh, nine holes in the books. We've got nine to play. So let's uh, get you some quick golf, including, you know, you know, Tiger Woods, Rod, was an 18-year-old senior in high school. When he made his first cut in a professional event, at a European tour event in Thailand. Did you know that? He's 18 years old. That's fantastic. Uh, that was also the first time he played along and played against and uh, with Bernard Longer. 
Bernard Langer, the German. Uh, well, he 30 years later, uh, the, the ageless Bernard Langer still doing it. He capped off a record-setting year. He teamed with his son, Jason, and they shot 13 under, 59 and 30-mile-hour wins for a wow. two-shot victory over David Duvall and his son at the PNC Championship. Hmm. Um, uh, then the, so Tiger Woods and his son, Charlie, shot 61 in the scramble to finish tied for fifth. And it uh, included a shot that uh, did you, Charlie Woods chipped in, chipped in. Uh, and it's amazing. We talk about him. Right? He's 14 years old. He chipped in. His dad hit a wayward shot. You, know, you, you were playing scramble, so he hits a shot, then you hit a shot. Yeah. And he chipped in. Um, incredible shot. It was like reminiscent of one of Tiger's shots back in the day. <laughs> and the kid had the stare, the sideways walk. He raised his finger, the fist pump. It was like, oh, man, <laughs> come on, mini Tiger. Uh, and then okay. Woods had a big grin on his face. He looked over at Steve Stricker and had a, that, that big smile. And he said, to see his reaction, it happened right in front of me. He got excited. I looked over at Strix, and he said, was shaking his head. It was a great moment. So there you go. Pretty cool. That's fantastic. Good, Good for them. Oh, family moment there. I mean, his daughter was caddying for him. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, the, the team, Team Tiger, <laughs> Team Woods. Uh, I also will say my only my Bernard Longer moment. We did a show live out at uh, back in the day at the H- Hills of Lakeway when they had a Champions Tour event there, Rod. Okay. And the show ended. A good friend of mine at the time, still a good friend of mine. Uh, he was a really good golfer. He used to be a golf pro at uh, at, uh, at Austin C- Country Club at ACC, hey. and good good player. And he said, I see him afterward, show's over. I said, who are you playing? Because they're doing the pro-am. This is the Monday pro-am where you're playing, you know, Joes like him are playing with the pros. And he's playing with with Longer. And he goes, I think I got him today. (laughs) (laughs) And then I see him after it. And I said, how'd it go? He said, I shot my best round ever on this course. And I lost by 10. Damn. He shot a 70 and Longer shot a 60 in the pro-am. Lost by 10. Ten. Ten. And he was like. Dude, that's the difference that's between the, difference. the pros and the Joes right He's, there. Yeah, he was like, man, I played great. Wow. I played my best round I've ever played at Hills of Lake So he Lake. showed up. Is he, is he, you can't ask for more than that to play your best round. And longer shot. Wasn't enough. 60. Yeah. Yeah. He's a pro. Uh, he's a oh man he is so yeah. he's still playing great he's in great shape he's in his 60s now but uh, still playing really mm-hmm. high level golf so Bernard Longa all right that's at the turn we do it every morning at 8:30 brought to you by Callahan's General Store yes sir. At the Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? And that, that rod real quick. Yes, sir. We got this text, and I I just saw it. Uh, Juice Wells, we just talked about Juice Wells. What did he say? What, what's going on with Juice? Has committed to Ole Miss. Uh, so I knew it was dying down. I told you the buzz wasn't there. Ole People Miss like, is having a heck of a run, and the uh, this is going to make Ty very mad because his ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. is a big Ole Miss fan. Yeah, that makes sense because I, 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 I told you, I said, man, I was hearing so much Juice Wells buzz when he first hit the portal, you know, from people I trust and people that are in the know. And, it, I don't know, it just dissipated. It, it went just, away. It went away. The Matthew Golden buzz, it it. It it started right when he hit the before he hit the portal. Remember, he wasn't even in the portal officially. Like, oh man, Texas is gonna be interested. And like, man, just wait till he hits the portal. And it never died. And like you pointed out, he didn't even 
I mean, he put the kibosh on any other recruiting visit. He it wasn't no, there and left. It was no drama. He just decided he wanted to commit. So I guess that so, – so sometimes the buzz actually will – you know, it, it gives you hints and clues. It does. Uh, well, and, you know, there's some that, that turn yeah. the other way. But Bills. It feels like there's buzz for Trey Moore out of UTSA. It feels like there's buzz yes. for Makuba. Yes. Feels there like you go. feels like there's buzz for Xavier Bills to me. Yeah, yeah. that's buzz. Uh, you're right about the Juice, the Juice Wells buzz. buzz. It just kind of died down. Because I remember when I was watching that film, came under talking about, talking about Juice Wells. So you guys and people I talked to, they – they weren't bringing up. They were. They were talking about a lot of the guys. They weren't talking about Juice Wells. Well, he's going to Ole Miss, and that uh, makes sense. Lane Kiffin's having a heck of a run here in the portal this this off season so far. And remember, they're a they're they're a ten and two team right now. Ole Miss is going to be a yeah. You look to next year. I agree with that. Uh, in the SEC, you know Texas and Oklahoma join it. We know that the schedule's now out. You know Bama and Georgia and LSU and uh, don't don't forget about Ole Miss. They're I mean Juice Wells. You know he's an impact player. Uh, no, I, I like I said, I think he works in any system. Um, and I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not disappointed Texas didn't get him. Texas, I'm sure, has their eyes on certain guys, and Texas can afford to be very selective considering where they are in their development and everything and all the guys they're bringing in. Um, but, yeah, Juice, Juice is Juice going to get loose on some people. What, what did you, your boy uh, Tuck say? Diamante Tucker Dorsey. Said he's good. Say, say he's like the best football player I've been around. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you play with Bijan. <laughs> <laughs> you play with Bijan and Rojo and X-Man and JT Sanders. Yeah, you forgot about Tucker those guys? He played with Juice at uh, James Shoot. Madison when they were teammates so, there. That tells you something right there. Yeah, the Juice is loose to Ole Miss. And I don't okay. know. Remember, it's been it's funny that Delane Kiffin's been, I don't want to say complaining, he's been openly concerned about the disparity in you know, Texas yes. and Texas A&M with the resources. Yeah. He's, and, he's taking his shots. He takes shots, but hey, he's landing all the players. What See, the heck's going on there? He's, he's the opposite of like the Nebraska dude. Like he he may take shots at those schools, but he's not mocking the portal, and he's not necessarily criticizing their method. He's just like, hey, let's be honest about what's happening here, guys. <laughs> like these players are essentially going to these schools because of NIL deals. They're not going to the school first. Um, and then agreeing to NIL deals. Well, they also added from, from Tennessee, Tyler Barron. There's reports that, that Ole Miss is going to be the leader for Walter Nolan, the big defensive tackle from A&M that's now, leaving. Now, that would be a splash. Yeah. That's a whale right there. Yeah, that's a that's big a whale. So, that's a whale. Yeah, that'd be uh, good. Still Ole Miss, having, It's still Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin's a, a good football coach. You know? He's a decent coach, yeah. Oh, and, <laughs> and I can't hate on Ole Miss as hard, too, because my new girlfriend also went there, and so I can't. Oh, what's up can't, with you and your Ole Miss type? The Ole Miss got some like hotties. Rebels. They got some hotties, man. I've been to the Grove. It's, hottie, hottie. Yeah, it's, it's legit, though. They got some talent. They got some serious talent. All right, so we'll like <laughs> Juice Wells. And they and, through uh, the transfer portal. Well, <laughs> well remember, when, remember when Ole Miss was in a top-10 matchup with Georgia, and they got hammered by Georgia in Athens, and afterwards – they they asked him and he's talked about how you know we don't have I mean, he basically threw his team under the bus saying how many five stars do they have uh, how many yeah. do we have <laughs> we need more players he's not joking hey listen Washington ain't got no five stars keep that in mind keep that in mind Huskies ain't got no five stars on there as a matter of fact I want to say the Huskies have like close to as many three stars as on their roster as Texas has four stars I think that's part of why Texas is favored in that game <laughs> yeah. hey can we get to uh, what do you what you got in the uh, BOC Rod that's right give it to me let's do it. We already do the open. We did the open. We did oh, the open. Did we did, I, oh, I, I, sorry, I wanted to give you the juice wells. Oh uh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. My Go bad. ahead. Uh, okay, let's get real quick into uh, Texas Washington. Get back to it. I thought um, last season when they played in the Alamo Bowl, um, the Texas game plan defensively actually was pretty good. I've been reiterating the game plan works from last season. I expect them to add a couple of things, but last year's defensive game plan. They kept their two safeties deep a lot of the time. That was just alignment to deter them from throwing the deep ball, which they did, and also to give you a jump on neutralizing any deep vertical shots downfield, which Texas also did successfully, limiting Washington to one of ten. 
all right, on uh, deep throws down the field, according to Pro Football Focus. That's 20 yards or more down the field. So they were good there. They also held uh, Michael Penix to his lowest yards per attempt in the last two years. He was under 60% completion percentage. So if I'm giving you all these stats, I'm telling you that the defensive game plan, I read, read back and rewatched that game now two times. So I've probably watched that game four or five times. It's a good defensive game plan. Here's the problem, the conundrum they, they, they had to deal with last season. Because um, they did limit the passing game, which is what they want to do. They had to pick their poison, and the poison that Texas chose was to give up the running game, all right, to give up yards in the running game so they would not get gashed via those haymakers and kill shots in the passing game. And the, the game plan, I think, worked exactly how Texas thought it worked. They just didn't know Washington was going to get five and a half yards per carry and 158 yards rushing. Now, what Texas would do in the running game, they'd bring their safeties down late, all right, from kind of a too high alignment a lot of the time. They played too high shell, um, but then they bring that safety down late, rotating into the box to help with the run game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, Washington brilliantly, they would run away from the rotation. They rotate left, down left, then they'd run to the right. Texas rotate down right, they'd run to the left. I'm not sure exactly if they were checking to it audibly or if it just ended up being bad luck in terms of Texas safety rotations. This season, they probably won't. If they can still go with the same game plan and probably won't get gassed in the run game as much as they did last year because they have a better front seven, they have a better rush defense. They're top five rush defense in the country, and they have Tavondre Sweat, who is a war dad. They got Byron Murphy. Um, they got Jalen Ford. They're just a better rush defense and a better front seven. So I think they actually, and I guess a light box, Texas is the best rush defense in the Big 12 with a light box too. So I think Texas actually could play like they did last season with a lighter box, safety's deep, still taking away the deep ball, but then maybe now they won't get gashed in the run game. They'll still give up something, but they won't get gashed enough for Washington to be able to drive the ball down the field strictly running the football like they did last season. Um, Also, I think Texas will play a little bit more bump and run on the outside. Um, And here's kind of getting to kind of the the meat uh, 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 behind the burner's curtain that I want to get to today. The other reason they lost the game not only was rush defense, which I think Texas will this season – in this matchup, I think Texas actually will be pretty stout. We haven't seen a, a a traditional run game be able to gash Texas. I don't think Washington will be any different. Washington, they're not an exceptional running game at all. They have a running game that complements what they what their strength is, which is the passing game. So the other reason Texas lost, like I just broke down why they'll they'll stop the run pretty well um, and make them one dimensional, but was they couldn't get off the field. G O T F, right? Get off the field. Third and fourth down, money downs, as we call them. Texas didn't defend money downs really well. Uh, they allowed uh, Washington to convert, thir- I think, 13 of 23 on money downs. So you're talking about uh, around 56% conversion rate on money downs. And I went back and looked at every money down because you guys know I'm a bit obsessive that way and tried to figure <laughs> out exactly what the issue was. Like, how did Texas limit them so well in, in all these other aspects of the game? And yet on money downs, Texas – you know, seem to uh, be vulnerable and and get exposed there. By the way, Texas this season, top five in the country in third down conversion defense. So they're really good there. But here's something I'm worried about. Targets to bunch formation. You guys heard me talk about it. Those are closely clustered groups of receivers. Whether you're talking about uh, receivers or tight ends or running backs, anytime you group them really close together, stack twins, tight twins, bunch, uh, offset wings, whatever you want to do, however you want to call it, reduce set, compress sets, condensed sets, however you want to do it, there are plenty of ways to do it. Texas has been vulnerable there to targets to bunch formation. When I went and watched the Washington game and found out how they were converting all of these money downs, 
targets to bunch formation was their most successful concept last season uh, in, in converting money downs versus Texas. They, can, they converted 85% of their money downs when they were targeting bunch formation last season. And they weren't great at it, by the way. You're talking about less than a 55% completion rate overall. Um, yards per attempt, they're around five yards per attempt on uh, targets to bunch formation throughout the entire game. But on money downs, but on money downs, they were brilliant. 85% conversion rate, targeting bunch formation on money downs. And you think to yourself, well, that's not a big deal because Texas can sure that up this season. They haven't, they've been better in pass defense. They have been, but they've still been vulnerable to targets to bunch formation, specifically on money downs. I went back and tracked it all season long. Opposing teams targeting bunch formations. All right, on money downs, 70% conversion rate. Actually above, 70% conversion rate on this defense, which is really good. All right, really good. Now, I only, I only track starting quarterbacks. So I took out the sample size of the backup quarterbacks they played. But you still got a 10-game sample size there, folks. And Texas defense, which is stout this year and really good, hasn't allowed a lot of teams to move the football successfully doing anything, running the football, already throwing the football. We've seen teams when they target bunch formation, especially on money downs, like I said, 70-plus percent conversion rate. That's going to be a problem. And that was how Washington was able to convert and keep uh, the chains moving against Texas. And the other way they did it was inside breaking routes. All right. They actually were 50% conversion rate on third downs and fourth downs on uh, inside breaking routes against Texas in that game. And they actually were 69% completion rate on all of their inside breaking routes. So that could be a problem for Texas. But uh, specifically on the money downs this season, inside breaking routes on money downs against the Texas defense, over 50% conversion rate. Uh, on money downs, that's third and fourth down when teams are targeting inside breaking routes. So those have been two issues that Texas has struggled with this season. And then watching back the game last season, that is how Washington converted uh, third and fourth down successfully. They'll go back to it because Kevin DeBoer is a smart coach. He's seeing the same stuff that I'm seeing, the numbers that I'm giving you. So I guarantee if, if Texas doesn't figure it out and they don't have an antidote and a solution for it, Washington's going to do it again. Yep, that's, do it again. Uh, two weeks out now. Two weeks out from today. They got time. They, they got, got time. time. Uh, well, and they're going to have some secondary issues too, with uh, Derek Williams being injured or suspended yeah, to start the half. That's and, true. Uh, but at least they know what's coming. <laughs> right? It's coming. I mean, the, the you know it's coming. And it's uh, coming on third and fourth down. I'm telling you, they, they're going to do it on yeah, third and fourth down. Yeah, I was. I mean, having been at the game, that was that was. You know, anybody that watched it, you were doing a good job on first and second down, and then you just couldn't get off the field on third down. Those were backbreaking, and it led kind of wore the defense down for Texas it as did. the game went on. Yep. All right, we'll come back when we do. It's off the record, including something you should not do, Rod, after this story when you sneeze. Do not do this when you sneeze. <laughs> off the record, coming next. DD. Mega doo doo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get. They bring the income. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Off the record time, and yes, Taylor Swift did make it to Foxborough yesterday to watch her boyfriend play the Chiefs play the Patriots. This is go to Autumn Games, man. They play better when she's there. And now she was yelling at the officials. How about this? Taylor Swift has, has gotten to where she's frustrated with the officiating in the NFL. I love it. Come on, man. I love it. It's fantastic. I hate fantastic. it. 
I know, Ty hates <laughs> There she was. I hate it. Uh, 27-17. We'll get into the NFL and where we stand with three weeks to play. You'd be amazed some of the quarterbacks who are leading their teams trying to make playoff runs here. You have the, the backup, <laughs> baby. <laughs> it's unreal. You have the backup. Okay, so. Uh, have a good one. So how about this, Rod? Sometimes you have to sneeze, right? And you would be driving, and then you you know you've got traffic. And what mm-hmm. am I going to do? So a guy in Scotland had to sneeze while driving, so he pinched his nose, but sneezed anyhow. Don't do it. He tore a hole in his windpipe. <gasps> tore a hole in his windpipe. No, he didn't poop his pants there, Rod. Ty, have you done that before? I mean, I've pooped my pants before, you know? <laughs> but not because of a sneeze. <laughs> the technical mm. term is spontaneous tracheal perforation. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! So he was alone in the car with somebody. I think he was alone. If you're alone, why are you having to cover up your sneeze? I think. When I you're know. alone, the whole point is like, let it go. Let it fly. When you're around people, then you go like, okay, I, I can't just let it loose here. I need to try to, you know, subdue it somehow. So, you know, vampire well, you sneeze, you have to close your eye. Maybe you didn't want to. Yeah, because if, you, open, if you sneeze with your eyes open, your eyes pop out. That's right. That's been always the wives' tale. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I it's humanly it. possible to sneeze with your eyes open. You, I don't. You're, yeah, I don't. Your human, the body will not. Yeah, it's an involuntary thing. I feel like he was so probably more know. worried about like wrecking. You know, like yeah, because you close your eyes, you maybe you're gonna wreck. Yeah, you're driving. What? Yeah, well, you you have to close your eyes. It's so quick that's not uh, possible, guys. What if it's, it's like so a sneezing quick. attack? I mean, when, I don't sneeze often, but when I do, it's always like twelve times in Multiple a row. Multiple sneezes. So maybe that's it. That could be if that's the case. But if that's the case, then you're gonna be in danger driving anytime. <laughs> what do you? I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I think you should just sneeze, and you'd have been better off. The doctors say to he's gonna in. be fine. They gave him some painkillers. They said it's actually could have been worse. They've seen ruptured eardrums, broken ribs, and aneurysm. Because people are trying to hold a sneeze in. <laughs> it's that powerful. But then sneeze anyhow. I don't know. Well, you can't. You can't stop it. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. So I don't know. I think you just just run. I always, if you're in front of people, you just run somewhere where there's it's you're isolated real quick if you got time. But in a car like that by yourself, man, let it go, brother. Let it go. Even if it's like the multiple sneezes in a row, can't have that. Damn, that sounds painful. Ooh. All right, I got a, I got one for you. Uh, you know Tyreek Tyreek Hill's wife. Yes. Keita Vaccaro. She posted uh, about the Miami Dolphins receiver after the news. Uh, she posted a photo of her baby, uh, their baby, I should say. Um, apparently, um, she is trying to show support for her man Tyreek Hill because uh, two paternity lawsuits Ooh. have been filed against him, and uh, those those lawsuits are claiming that he was uh, unfaithful. Uh, that while married to, by the way, Kenny Vaccaro's sister, um, who is uh, his wife and, yes, wife and mother of his child, that <clears throat> he may have been stamping out. Seems like he's yes. got some problems with the ladies. Well, he had issues, obviously, yeah. domestic violence at uh, Oklahoma State coming out. And yeah. an incident hit here, but or with the Chiefs, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, he's now in Miami and trying to mm-hmm. MVP, 2,000 yards. That's that's not ideal Being for him. sued separately. Separately. By two women who claim that he's the father of their kids that they had in 2020. Oh, boy. Where's Maury when you need him? Uh, <laughs> right? You are not the, not father. the father. That's what he's hoping anyway, but it probably will be. Yeah. Oh, they're demanding more than $2,500 a month each in child support, though. By the way, and off the record, are we on board? I think you and I are on the board for this 100% tie that – J.J. Watt's suggestion that the winner of yesterday's game gets gets the uniforms, like mm-hmm. we're playing for the unis. That's a great idea. I love. And he said idea. it before the game. No, that's a great idea. So J.J. Watt said, "We we get the uniforms back. That's how it works. I don't make the rules. Sorry, not sorry. Too bad. So sad." Yeah, but it's not just the uniforms. Remember, it's all it's it's, oh, the, it's the name, it's branding. the man, the branding, it's the merchandise, it's every it's the records, the records too. They 
They got Earl Campbell's records up there. Warren Moon. Warren yeah. Moon. I know. I know, exactly. Well, yesterday was, I mean, that was hard to swallow because not only do they wear the uniforms full on, but everything in the stadiums at Oilers. The, the old Derek was on midfield. They tried to get petty, and it blew up in their face. Thank you, D'Amico. And guess what? They choked like the Oilers always did. Yeah, that was that was poetic right there. <laughs> actually, <laughs> it was. It was like, actually, that's what the that's Oilers what, used to do. That's what I said earlier. That's the only thing that made it easier for me. It's like, you know what? That's, that's kind of how it usually works. I remember that when I was a kid. I remember. Growing up. All too well. I'd tune in, and they'd get a 13-point lead and choke. The collapse, which happened all too many times. To a third-string quarterback. <laughs> and this time, they lost to a third-string quarterback. Beautiful thing. I love it. Love it. Love it. There you go. There's some off stuff. the record, and we're having a fun with it. we got two more hours to go. We've got uh, another rant from Rod coming. We'll get into this NFL. It is wild and wooly with uh, about uh, three games to go for the team, except for the Monday night game tonight. Also, Cowboys will be watching. That is Jalen Hurts going to play. We'll get you the latest coming next.